Life is a journey, and the fourth section of the Psalms, known as the Numbers Psalms, show us the goodness and guidance of God along that journey. If we want to move forward, we must look up. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open the Word of God and find direction for the road of life. Today we've come to one of the greatest missionary psalms in all of the Bible. That's right, I said a missionary psalm. Psalm 96 has one great theme, and it is this, that God's people ought to tell everybody how great their God is. Isn't it beautiful to see how God oftentimes couples these psalms together? For example, in the last psalm, Psalm 95, we learn something about true worship. Well, now when you come to Psalm 96, we learn something about true witness. And they go together, and they're in this order. You remember in Psalm 95, what was the, the invitation? Oh, come, let us sing. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. So it's come. But when you come to Psalm 96, we're not coming, we're going. Now we're telling everybody else how great our God is. By the way, it's only after you've truly learned to worship that you can witness. After you've been in His presence, can you make His presence known to others? Now, that's really what witnessing is. It's just praising God to other people. And God's children ought to be the happiest witnesses on planet Earth. Usually in a court of law when people are called to be witnesses, uh, they're not always willing and they're usually not real happy about whatever it is they have to say. But God's people, we ought to be happy witnesses because the work that God has done in our life is truly wonderful. Psalm 96 is 13 verses long. And instead of dividing it up into parts, I would suggest to you it's really all one. It can't be divided. It's one theme woven throughout. So let's walk through it. It begins this way. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless His name. Show forth His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the heathen, His wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. That's the opening five verses. You see what I mean about it being a missionary psalm? This is really the song of salvation. By the way, only those who truly know their sins are forgiven have this song. This is a song the angels cannot sing. Uh, this is a song that the unregenerate heart doesn't understand. But if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and had your sins forgiven, oh, my friend, you have a new song because you have new life in Jesus Christ. And did you notice the alls in these verses? In verse number one, all the earth. In verse number two, all of our days. In verse number three, all people. And in verse four, above all gods. In other words, these superlatives lift us to the God of all praise, the God who is worthy of being known and being made known. He says in verse number five that the Lord made the heavens. Certainly, he's going all the way back to the beginning, to God as the Creator. But I think there's a greater application here, and it is this, that the God who created these heavens wants to be known by everybody that lives under them. In other words, every man that lives on earth, that looks up into the sky, God says, I want that man to know the one who made that sky. I want that man to know the Lord who made the earth he lives on. 
He goes on in verse 6 to say, Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. So he's leading us from from earth now into the holy place. Uh, From this created world all around us that we see that testifies and witnesses of God into the the tabernacle, to the temple, if you will, into the holy place. He says in verse 7, Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Do you see what he's doing? In Psalm 95, the previous psalm, uh, the psalmist is worshiping. But when he comes to Psalm 96, he's saying to others, Now you come worship with me. Come on, you come worship God with me. You, you bring your offering to the Lord. You give the Lord glory. That's really what witnessing is. Uh, we're not, when we witness of our faith, when we witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, simply trying to get people to accept a creed or sign a card or join a church. No, God forbid. That's not what witnessing is. Witnessing is us telling them about a true and living Savior who has so changed our life that we worship Him. He has His rightful place in our life and now we want them to yield to Him as well. We want Him to have His rightful place in their lives. The real goal of witnessing is not more people in a building. The real goal of witnessing is more true worshipers. So in the end, everyone is to worship the Lord. Let me go a step further. In the end, everybody will worship the Lord. Because someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The reality is, if they wait till then, they've waited too long. It's too late then. So God wants worship now. He deserves worship now at this moment. And so, what are we saying to people? We want you to come to know God. We want you to worship the Lord. I love this expression, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. We don't worship the Lord in our in our tradition. We don't worship the Lord in our building. We don't worship the Lord in our form. Uh, We worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. In other words, true worship is simply being in the presence of God. I love what G. Campbell Morgan said about the beauty of holiness. He said, the beauty was the result of the holiness and holiness is the condition of the beauty. In other words, there's only one who's truly holy and truly beautiful and that's God. And so we come into his presence. And then he goes on in verse 10 to say, Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established, that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful, and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh. For he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness, and the people with his truth. Do you see the progression of truth here. He begins by revealing God as creator, worthy of worship, but he ends by saying the creator is also the judge. In other words, the one who has come is coming again. Listen to the words of verse 13. For he cometh, and he repeats it, for he cometh to judge the earth. Don't miss it. The judge is coming. This is why we witness. Because we want every person to know the creator God of the universe And we want them to come into a relationship with Him before they stand before Him in judgment someday. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. Tell somebody today. In another psalm we read, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's time for God's people to speak up. Look, in Ecclesiastes the Bible says there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. Well, this is the time to speak. Everybody else is speaking. There's a lot of noise in our world among the heathen. 
It's time for God's people to say, Our Lord reigneth. This is true worship. And did you notice all the divine imperatives as we walked through this beautiful psalm? In verse 1, sing. In verse 2, bless. In verse 2, show. In verse 3, declare. In verse 7, give. In verse 9, worship. And in verse 10, say. Seven divine imperatives. God says, do these seven things today and point other people to me. We believe that Psalm 96 was written when David in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 brought the ark back into its rightful place. And there was such joy and such rejoicing. Well, may I say that wherever you are today, whatever your circumstance, if God is in His rightful place, you have reason to rejoice and reason to witness. Tell someone today, witness and worship is not something to be kept to ourselves. It's something to be shared with others so that even the heathen will come to know our true and great God. Friends, He's coming, and now is our time to go and tell someone our God reigns. At every twist and turn in life, God's Word provides direction to make right decisions. We pray that God will continue to guide your life and that you will continue to follow Him. Visit scottpauley.org to download your copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms, listen to full-length Bible messages, read helpful articles, and access many other resources. We look forward to studying the Bible with you on the next Enjoying the Journey.